the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Ciao, Ranzo. How are you? How's, uh, how's it all going? How's the, oh, the vintage look so far? The vintage is quite good. Uh, vines are suffering a little bit because it's quite hot, but it's okay. I mean, uh, we had good rain in June. That was very helpful. So uh, probably uh, the yield will be a little bit light, but this is not negative in a certain sense, considering also the time. Uh, but the quality seems to be very good. Of course, it's too early to say something precise. As you know, I mean, uh, we need to start to harvest to understand how the quality will be. But in any case, I mean, if we consider the vintage up to now, I must say it's quite good. I'm quite happy. And so does it look like uh, like 2017 again, or it wasn't as dry and hot? No, 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 no. Because, I mean, 2017, we didn't have any rain in June. Uh, practically, it was, was, was very uh, dry vintage. It was hot, but also dry. In 2020, it's not so dry as we had some rain, a lot of rain in June that helped, helped a lot. So in terms of condition, I think it's much better than 17. I must say much easier than 17 in terms of rain and also in terms of crop as we didn't have the frost as we did as we had in 17. As you know, I remember in, in April, we had a heavy frost in 17. So very light crop and also with a lot of uh, drought. In, in, in 20, I think regular, maybe light crop in, in some varieties like Chardonnay and Sangiovese. But I mean, um, the season seems to be good. Of course, we need some rain probably by the end of, of August, but for varieties that they are going to be right at the end of September, like Cabernet and uh, Sangiovese, they, they will have time to take the water, to take the rain, they have all September. So listen, um, I wanted to do a, a quick Zoom tasting with you of two of my favorite wines, the Chivaro, your um, Grachetto and Chardonnay blend from Umbria, and of course the great Solaya. Um, I actually have tasted the 17 and the 18 Chivaro, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about them because we didn't have the chance. And then Solaya, um, the 16, which I gave 100 points, and the 17, which I haven't tasted yet. So yes. let's start with the Chivaro. It's interesting. Chivaro, for me, it might be the greatest Chivaro you ever made. And you were just saying 17 was hot. You had, you know, problems with drought. And you made this stupendous wine with such concentration, but it's fresh still. How did that happen? But, you know, I mean, we changed a little bit the style of Cervaro uh, in 2009. Probably before, we were a little bit too uh, strong in, uh, in doing maturation, and the wines were a little bit, I don't say vulgar, but not elegant as they are now. And, uh, they were less balanced than they are now. So 17 was a vintage, as we said before, quite hot and dry. But as we had an experience, I remember very well in 2003, we decided to pick the grape a little bit earlier in order to avoid the uh, overmaturation. Uh, so, uh, that in the case of Chardonnay, 
is very negative. As I mean, the variety loses the, 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 the bright, the reason why you Chardonnay to produce a wild like this. So it become, if you pick the Chardonnay too late, it's too alcoholic and out of balance, and it, is, it has not this, let's say, uh, cedric note that I really love in, in a wine like Chardonnay. So 17 was a balance with, that was very good between the, the ripeness, I mean, um, fruit that were very, really ripe, like pear or peaches or, I mean, bananas, or, but also a citric note that is really typical for a wine lately. That's why I gave it 99, is that I found it was, it's like drinking Grand Cru Burgundy, you know, it's like Maraché, incredible structure, and a wine to age a long time. It's wonderful to drink now, but it's something that you, and I know how well, Trevorrow ages, this is one that's going to age incredibly well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a very good result, uh, considering the vintage, it was quite challenging, but I'm sure you will find the same, uh, let's say, style, if we can say that, when we are going to test Solaya, because we were very careful not to, um, to pick the grapes too late and to extract too much. So, as you know, I mean, we like wines quite balanced, as we are, as we are good drinkers in a certain sense, <laughs> and uh, and in order to drink wine easily, the wine has to be balanced. And uh, in a in a warm vintage like seventeen, the balance is something that you can find by picking the grapes a little bit earlier and not to stress too much. In some vintage like eighteen, you do the opposite. So eighteen is a little bit more balanced. Uh, more, it's more refined, delicate not the strength and structure of the 17. Yes. That's the vintage, right? That's the vintage. And, and I must say, James, even if I understand uh, what you say about the 17, which is rich and structured, but still refined, I think a vintage like 18 uh, uh, probably is too young to taste now. I think the 18 will give us a lot of satisfaction in three, four, five years. It's still very young, very crispy, maybe a little bit too citric now. I mean, it's green, if you, but it is something, you know, in a wine like Cervaro, which I consider very positive, especially if you have the chance to age the wine a few years. Of course, I mean, yeah. we don't make white wine to, to age as we do with the reds. But in the case of Cervaro, we have to consider also this. So the best vintage okay. of Chaparro sometimes are the lighter ones, 86, 89, 96, 99, 2004, 2005, 2009. They are all vintage that were rich, but still very refined. And I think 18, as 19, they are in this, in this um, direction in a certain sense. It's a matter of style, in my opinion, more than quality, even if I fully uh, agree with you when you consider 17 as a full bean, as a full wine, rich, yeah. but still uh, yeah. fresh. I remember. Um, listen, so I think on Solaya, it would probably be best to start with the 17 because we know that uh, the how great the 16 is. And by the way, the 15, I remember both of them, I gave 100. I thought they were stunning wines. So I haven't tasted this yet except from Barrel. Let's try it out. I just tasted your Chianti Classicos. And your ah. 17s were very fresh, particularly the uh, Tignanello 
estates Chianti Classico. Fantastic. No, I, I think, you know, we were able to manage 17 quite properly because, you know, knowing, having a lot of history making wine like this, I don't say we know how to, to manage the vintage, but for sure we have a lot of experience, a long experience in making wine in this estate. And as we all like wines, as I said before, very refined, we managed the 17 in order to avoid the expression of uh, overripe grapes and uh, too red fruit, too jamie, but still maintaining a freshness in a certain sense, a verticality that we really like in Solaya. Someone says sometimes that Solaya is a little bit austere. I say <laughs> it is not austere, it is a little bit shy in terms of in its time to express itself, but you know, you know Solaya practically better than I know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Thank you, but yeah, I love the wine. And I agree with you that the 17 shows a beautiful austerity, but it really gives a nice framing to the wine that gives it structure. Yeah. And it really, a lot of 17s, because of how ripe it was, how hot, they lack that sort of, um, that sort of structure, that classical structure. And this is really beautiful. You know, at first you think, wow, it's going to be really rich, like a cat, like a Napa wine. But then it, in the pathway in the palate, it just has that austerity and form and freshness that you expect in a, um, in a top sol uh, Solaya. Interestingly, it needs probably more time than the 16 because of the, that austerity and the tannins. Where the exactly. 16 is already so balanced and just crazy. Exactly. Good. I agree with you. I fully agree with you. You know, 17, uh, we did something different than 16 uh, because, I mean, the vintage was different, but we had to manage grapes in a different way. For sure, I mean, tannins there were quite strong, so we avoided any, uh, let's say, uh, mechanical action on the skin. We were very soft on uh. the skin light on the skin as we didn't know to extract too much. Every, everything was already in the wine, so we didn't need to, to push. So we had time of maceration a little bit shorter than 16, at least three, four, five days. So practically after 12, 14 days, we removed the wine from the skin. We used different barrels in order to avoid the, the tannins that um, the, the the strong tannins, we managed, I mean, the vintage in, in a completely different way than 16 was much more challenging in a certain sense. Even if, as you say, I think 17, considering the vintage, remain an elegant and, let's say, refined wine. Uh, in a vintage like this, was not easy. As you have tasted with Tignanello, probably it's the same approach, the same direction. Yeah, totally. And then the 16... Uh, it's so interesting. I love how it's really closed down a bit from last summer when we tasted it. Remember, it was more opulent than the 15, but the 16 now is really more compact. The tannins are there, but they've really just melted into the wine. It's really amazing wine. I think 16 was a perfect vintage. I love 16 Solaya. It's really Solaya, uh, stylistically speaking. I'm not talking about quality, but talking yeah. about style. 16 is the right style of Solaya because it's rich, full, 
I mean, soft, but I mean, still vertical, a little bit of austerity, but there's everything inside. And it's so, it's young, but it's so beautiful to even drink now, just because you, it, it has such um, form to it and, and harmony. What are the blends different in the 16 compared to the 17? Yeah, a little bit different. We have used a little bit of more Cabernet Franc in 17. We have used 7% instead of 5% in order to make the wine a little bit sweeter, especially at the entrance, and to reduce this tannic, uh, this strength uh, coming from the tannins, because, you know, uh, 17 was 17. And I think Cabernet Franc helped a little bit in order to make the wine more approachable. Um, so probably... Uh, having said that, to use a little bit more uh, could be non-negative, but, you know, we didn't want to change the style of Soraya too much. So we adapted. And the, and the normal blend is how much Cabernet Sauvignon? It's seven, 73, seven, uh, 73 Cabernet Sauvignon, 7% Cabernet Franc, 20% Sangiovese. We used even more Cabernet Franc in 19. Oh, okay, also, okay. Well, listen, Renzo, thank you so much for the tasting. It was great to, you know, talk a little and understand better uh, the two vintages in both uh, Chivaro and Solaya. And the 17 uh, Solaya is a beautiful wine, uh, really fantastic. I remember tasting it from Barrel a couple of years ago. And um, I remember how everyone, all the other winemakers in this on premier tasting were wow, it's you know, Renzo really made a masterful uh, 17 and it's still there. So, complimenti. And no, uh, thanks again. Send my best to everyone at Ancenori. Uh, of course, we have also a beautiful team at Tignanello and Soraya State that helped a lot to interpret the vintage properly. So, that is very positive for us. It's not just since uh, after, of course. Wonderful team there, you know. We have a great team. Okay. Thanks again, and great to taste with you. Parliamo Thank presto. You. Thank ciao, you. It's always a pleasure. Say hello to everybody. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Senz'altro. Thanks again. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.